to Teach Up, the startup podcast for teachers. Join one teacher's journey documenting the process from leaving the classroom to entrepreneurship. I'm Meredith, your host, and today we're talking about my first impressions upon leaving the classroom, why I left, and what I hope to accomplish. So I got my bachelor's in psychology and neuroscience for a long time. I thought that I really wanted to go into research, um, do more of like the, the lab coat kind of work, if you will. And so I did that for a little while, really enjoyed it. But when I got out of school, I realized, you know, I need to have a skill that someone will pay me, pay me for. You know, psychology degrees aren't all that uh, prolific unless you go and get a, a further graduate degree. And at the time, I didn't know what graduate degree I wanted. And so I decided to go back into the helping profession and to help people. I've always wanted to help people and I knew I liked kids. So I thought, you know what, let me go be a behavior therapist. And that kind of started my entire journey working with children with disabilities. So I worked as a registered behavior technician. You know, that one experience really laid the foundation of how I was able to be a teacher and how I observe behavior, um, you know, in my regular life. And so I'm really grateful for that experience. I'm really grateful for those mentors. Um, and it was a good time. And then the pandemic happened, right? And so the pandemic happened, and then I thought, you know, I have a lot of experience working virtually. And I have a lot of experience working with kids. I kind of miss working with kids one-on-one. -on -one. Why don't I use this opportunity to go be, you know, at the time, all schools were virtual. Why don't I go be a virtual teacher and uh, work with kids who have disabilities again? And so I, I uh, got signed on, got signed on. <laughs> I started a job with a high school and that was another really good experience. I had a, at the time, it was really stressful and I didn't appreciate it for what it was, but I had some really good mentors. I think part of just getting used to teaching and used, accustomed to the stress of teaching, especially working in a really high needs school and really high needs area was an adjustment to me and I, I think I maybe thought it was the adult, you know, like my coworkers and my, my leadership who were encouraging problems, but really looking back on it, on it um, everyone's doing the best that they can and I think a lot of people in the education field are honestly just doing the best that they can right now. Like they're they're trying to survive, they're trying to get by they're using all the resources they have within their ability and within their scope to to do this job. I mean, it's a hard, hard job. Um, and we were working with a, a hard population at the same time. And so I worked as a teacher of students with autism. I was in the severe disabilities room. I was in a, a mild disabilities room and a moderate disabilities, or kind of like a moderate, almost SD um, kind of classroom and I really enjoyed it had a great time um, and then another position opened up and at this point I'm thinking in my mind you know I want to experience the full spectrum of all of SPED I want to see the the most severe of the severe and the the most mild of the mild if you will and so a position opened up with the private day school and if uh, you're not familiar with private day school it's where kiddos who are in special education 
uh, are no longer a good fit for the public school system. So this kid might have like severe medical issues where they need not only a one-on-one -on -one nurse, but they need uh, consistent one-on-one -on -one care and monitoring. So they might have a, um, a medical need, but then a lot of the times the student has a behavioral need, and that I would say is 99%, or maybe not 99, more like 90% of the students in the private day setting who I experienced were all, um, all had severe behaviors. And so considering the background I had as an RBT, the experience I had at the high school that I was at, I thought, you know what, this is going to, I'm ready to take this on. You know, I've got the behavior experience, I've got the, the teaching experience now, and I had done that for, um, for two years, <laughs> only two years. But, um, you know, I had the teaching experience, I was excited, I was hungry to learn more. And so I got there, and truthfully, the leadership that was in place of the owner of the place, the leadership was so poor and so dysfunctional, dysregulated. It was so just, I can't even begin to go into the scope of it, you know, like it was just so dysfunctional, unethical. The practices and, you know, the standards within staff, you know, there's favoritism. There is um, unequal treatment of the children, in, inappropriate uh, interactions with the students, inappropriately talking about the students. I mean, anything you could think of, dead mice on the walls through the electrical outlets, anything you could think of this place. And today is March 24th, and I have been out for about a month or so, and I just now, it's taken a month for me to kind of feel like I am getting my life back and getting my life back together. I can feel my cortisol levels like leveling out. I can feel my body like relaxing. It wasn't just me who was feeling this. It was a very kind of systemic, multi-level, multi-person issue, and it actually ended up splitting the staff in the school. But I just knew I, I can't, I cannot do this anymore. I went from working at a high needs, Title I, hard high school. And so I had two pretty tough years, hard years, but I was still excited, still enthusiastic. Two rough years and then just an abysmal, you know, eight months in this other place. And so, you know, it was so discouraging. I, I hope to one day have a more positive relationship with the school system and as a teacher but right now I'm so burned out and I'm so <laughs> over it that I have to find something else to do and you know the things that I'll be talking about in this podcast the things that I'm working on right now and have been working on for a few weeks um this is something that I've always wanted to do and it started to connect and it, this is kind of my lifelong project. So the next clip that we're gonna show was the first clip that I ever took after leaving the classroom. So I feel like I have just kind of hit rock bottom. 
And I don't know if it's actually the actual bottom. Maybe it's midway. <laughs> midway bottom, I guess. But I just have no idea what to do with my life anymore. And I think that is what's going to be my opportunity to finally like fall into what I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. So I was a special education teacher and I recently quit without really a plan or a backup afterwards, but you know, it was a hostile work environment. It was a toxic work environment. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't safe. It was dirty. There were mice everywhere. I had to go. And I think because I had to go, you know, I, I just left without really a 100% next best step. I didn't move on to the next best thing. I just escaped. And I think that's something that I've tried to avoid for a long time. But I I did it, you know, and now I'm in like a, like a mid-20s crisis. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm not really sure that I really accomplished anything that I ever wanted to set out to do. And so I want to document this process. I'm feeling pretty down. I'm not going to lie. You can probably hear it through the audio, but I'm feeling pretty down, pretty kind of at a loss. And I want to document how I get out of it and what the next step is and how I build into it. And I have a few ideas of things that I want to work towards, at least faint kind of ghostly Uh ghost ideas, you know, where it's not fully present. It's pretty transparent. I don't have a full grip on it yet, but I know that I want to potentially try it or at least achieve it or at least, you know, attempt to try it. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm going to be documenting how I went from a special education teacher to my next step, hopefully working in some kind of business capacity, you know, building a business or uh, creating curriculum or doing nonprofit work that I used to do. You know, I just, I don't know. But I know that this is my chance, my opportunity to like lean in, dig deep, really hustle and create something now that, you know, I have the chance to kind of step back, analyze, assess and see where I want to go. So yeah, thank you for listening in. Alright, so it is the next day from that first voicemail, and I feel a little bit more optimistic today. So today, the plan is to go to the library and do some work. So I was supposed to work for the estate sale company uh, this week, but we ended up having a sale canceled, so I have a couple of extra days to do this kind of thing. So my game plan is as follows. I'm going to write out a list of things or skills that I can do that I can sell to other people. And then I'm going to write out things that I can make and how to make them online. So like the platforms that they can go online. I'm going to be looking at online courses in the sense of like what online courses can I make 
to then sell, and then what's the better platform to use. So I'm looking at Skillshare, Skillshare versus Teachable, and just the differences between the two. Um, and then I'm going to look at how I can make... I'm toying with this idea about making uh, books about the Bible for special needs kids or like for special education so there's like symbols that you can use and that kind of thing so I'm just going to look into the general idea of like if I were going to make say a Sunday school curriculum for a special needs ministry what are some things that I can make and then how would I do that what are the like the plagiarism not plagiarism but like the copyright things related to uh those books and that sort of thing. So, for example, like if I use symbol sticks to create the books, can I sell those books on Amazon without symbol sticks trying to sue me? And it would be great if that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to come up with a strategy for how I could potentially gather up business. Uh, just a really loose strategy because I need to figure out how to make the actual product first and then I'll figure out how to market it and then I think I'm just going to put everything in order of priority so what's the first thing or the easiest thing that I can do that will make money and then prioritize that and then kind of build out from there I need to really hone in on doing things one at a time because I can get really excited and really passionate and say, you know, oh, I'm going to do all these things, I'm going to make all this stuff, and then never actually get around to doing it. Thank you, ADHD. Um, so, yeah, so my, t my goal today is to really hone in and focus on what's, like, the one thing that I need to start doing. And so I'm thinking about and talking about and planning about it, like, what can I make today? And then put it up for sale and kind of figure it out from there. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, so I have a background in special education. I was a special education teacher for a few years, and before that, I worked as a research project manager, working at a research center for kids who were orphaned or vulnerable and their families. So working on things that are that help that population, basically doing research to help that population. And then before that, I worked as a registered behavior technician at an ABA or an applied behavior analysis clinic. So a lot of my background is in special needs care, providing therapy or education or some kind of service. And then I've also got this background in research, kind of like program management or project management, program development, working with like a really niche population or demographic and then you know all the people that work with that demographic so the uh, the nonprofits the churches and all that jazz all those people who help those kids as well there's a big network and so my thought is to use the clinical experience that I have so the, the ABA therapy and the special education and then use that to create something that I can then sell or market to the NGO world that helps form children and families, specifically even, you know, that smaller subset, special education within that, those programs. So like the kids who have special needs who are in foster care, the kids who have special needs who are looking to be adopted 
or parents who want to adopt a child with special needs and they're looking for books and resources and things like that or the churches who want to help um, be more inclusive and want to help bring in a special needs ministry or at least provide something for that population within their community and then kind of like finally the parents of those people the parents of those children if you know they're looking for a book about creation that their child can access on like a lower reading level with picture support um, really simple in terms of um, the, the delivery of the material is easy to comprehend for a student who has that lower reading level and, and all that jazz and so I'm thinking as I'm literally driving up to the library right now I'm thinking the ideal demographic in terms of the child who will benefit from these products in theory are going to be in that moderate to severe disabilities range so they could have down syndrome autism intellectual developmental disability doesn't matter what they have um, more so we, I would focus on the skills that they have so like kiddos who are nonverbal kiddos who um, don't read or are very very emerging readers kiddos who don't write kiddos who um, probably won't access a grade level higher than maybe second or third grade uh, reading and writing in terms of academics and so these kiddos might have severe speech impediments they might not be able to read they uh, might never read in their entire life they may never write in their entire life but they sure can listen and, and hear a story and then be able to access that story and so my thought is to reach out to that population and then have the folks who are caring for that population purchase these products at a at a reasonable price and so it's kind of this mix of like nonprofit altruism with trying to develop a business model and so um, yeah that's kind of what I'm just thinking about I just parked at the library so I'm gonna go in and work on that for a few hours um, and we'll see hopefully there will be some clarity by the end of today thanks for listening to teach up the startup podcast for teachers next week we will continue to follow my first few weeks after leaving the classroom before I go show some love for this podcast by leaving a review on apple podcast and I will see you guys next week have a good one Thank you.